On today's episode of NZEP, we bring you Cairo Knife Fight. In the house, Nick and George, talking to myself and Jared. And also we get to review the latest movies because we like going to free stuff. We wake Jared up at midnight to bring you this episode on New Zealand Entertainment Podcast. This is um, New Zealand Entertainment Podcast, and hi, it's Wall here, um, of course, I'm without Jared tonight, who's probably at home, um, under the covers, you know, sheltering from the wickedly wild weather we've been having lately. Um, we're just going to be talking about Cairo Knife Fight, the new album, The Colossus, has just been released last week, and uh, well, we had a chance to talk with Nick, Nick Gaffney, I have to make sure I get that right, but George Pahon Jr., who's the new guitarist uh, for Cairo Knife Fight. CKF, um, lovely guy who's um, who's CV musical CV is like the length of my arms. He's played with everybody, um, so many people, famous people in fact, and probably well known for being one of the touring members um, or the guitarist for um, for the Black Eyed Peas, of course. So, um, but we had Jared on here doing the interview, and I think it's only fair that we should ring him up here at midnight right now just to see what he's doing. Let me just. Um, See who he's on here. Dialing away. <coughs> here he goes. Ah, this is very tense. Let's hope uh, Jared is awake as we just get his take on things to do with. Oh, kia ora, Jared. Kia ora. Yeah. Hello, it's an emergency the bat phone was ringing and I was thinking, oh, it's midnight. <laughs> Must be an emergency. <laughs> I'm actually recording the show now, live, as we speak. I thought it was kind of new, kind of cool, ringing up at midnight, do the podcast at midnight. Are you ready? No, no, I'll just push record. Yeah, I'm, I'm recording now. Hey, um, I just I just needed an intro for the, the show with the interview with Kyrie and I fight, that's all. That's what I'm ringing you up for. Oh, yeah. You want me to do an intro on the phone? Because it'll sound phone-ish. No, we're recording it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're not in the middle of anything, are you? I'm talking to Mel. Oh, hi, Mel. Hey, you're... Mel's on the show as well again. Hi, Mel. <laughs> uh, let me just say good night to Mel, and then I'll be right with you. Deal. See you, Mel. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> we're going to be talking now to George and Nick from Cairo Knife Fight. We'll be back after this. Okay, I'm with Jared. Hi, Jared. Hey, well, how are you doing? Very good, thanks, mate. We're with Mr. Pahon Jr. and Mr. McGaffney. How are you guys? Nick? Gaffney. He has an obsession with Mick yeah. uh, for some reason. <laughs> because they're Scottish guys just interviewing before Graham. Uh, sorry. Sorry, Nick. Nick Gaffney. I know, it hasn't been that long, has it, Nick? No, it hasn't been that long. You should be ashamed of yourself. I'm ashamed. Mick Wall, get that right, right? Mick Wall, yeah, thank you. And, uh, and on his left, and now on his right, I'm getting a bit dyslexic now, is Mr. George Pahon Jr. Hi, George. How are you? Welcome to our fair shores. Thank you. I love it here. Well, I have to ask a question. Have you been here before, George? It's one of, I get asked all the time. You've seen so much of the world. What's your favorite? It's always New Zealand, Australia is number one, number two. In that order, too. Sure. Not sure. just because I'm here. Trust me. 
I could say a million other things, but I, I fell in love with this country when I first came here. We have to let the viewers, uh, well, the listeners know that they're actually from the band Kyra Knife Fight. Nick, we talked last time at the Juice Bar in Parnell before you go to the South by Southwest and before you actually had George over here join the group. Um, Reslord Video. One of our favourite videos, no, Jared. That's actually one of the most ambitious videos that I've seen from this part of the beautiful world, and it was quite uh, tenta- oh, titillating. Titillating. Tantalising as well. Titillating, yeah. uh, Provocative, shall we say. Yeah, great video. R18 rating, uh, rating on there as well. Uh, I think we talked about going next level to R20. What's the new music video going to be like for the, the next one you guys are doing? It's out right now. Uh, same, same woman, um, Hannah Tasker-Pollen. Incredible. Oh, it's John Campbell. We just seen John Campbell right there. John Campbell. Do you know who John Campbell is? I have no idea. <laughs> John, hey, we shouldn't say, but John Campbell's out of a job. And, um, it's true. Yeah, it's true. Apparently, so, little known fact, he actually so plays bass guitar. You guys might want to hook Nick him up. Has, Nick has seen something that we won't be seeing very often. John Campbell walking out of TV3. Like Haley's Comet. It's like a one in the 75 year occurrence. Sorry, Nick, as you were. Sorry. And, uh, oh, yeah, the video. New video. New music video with Hannah in there. Hannah's back in it. She does an amazing job. She's an, just a great performance artist. This one um, is a very different theme, but uh, she's doing another incredible kind of... She's the only thing in the video. It's out right now. Because she was the only thing we were looking at in the last video. It's the same. I'll play it while we're doing this interview. I'll play it for you. George is going to bring that up while we're talking here. Excellent. What's, which song is it for, Nick? Reality Engine. YouTube would be the best place. Yeah, no, Reese Lord was one of our favourite videos from last year. Yeah, music and, and her name's Hannah. Hannah Tasker. Hannah Tasker Poland. Oh, it's got a, uh, oh, it's got a uh, adult advisory Again. warning on oh, there. Cool, cool, yeah. That's a dove. <laughs> Is that a dove? That looks like a dove. And she looks like a dove. She's a bit of a chick, a bird. Yeah. I love the camera flicker going there. there. How much, how much influence do you guys personally have over these videos, or does someone come to you with the idea, or do you have some input? Uh, we've used the same, I believe in teams, so we've used the same team to make all the videos, same team to do the artwork, same team to do you know, management for a long time. And this guy, Carl Lear, Red Yeti, he just gets carte blanche with us. He comes back and says, I want to do this, and I might go, eh, or whatever, but he normally hits it on the head. Yeah. And... Uh, it's another one of his ideas. You just kind of give him the parameters of what the song's about, and he runs from there. It's like a premiere of the new Kyra uh, Knife Fight video right here. You've said Red Yeti. I, I signed a contract with Red Yeti to do a uh, film, a TV episode, actually. Didn't work. Didn't, but, you know. We just had that connection. Sorry. Maybe you could do Campbell Live. But they yes. are very clever. English, English guy. Yeah, Campbell Live. Yeah, I'll be out of a job. That's all right. What's going on here, Nick? What's going on? It's, this is a song about... Uh, mental illness so she's having this portrayal here so she is naked in various scenes in this thing but it's not provocative in that way she's just in fact we made it less so the original one that came back was much more explicit and we were like it's not one of those kind of things you don't need to do that again and he's he's mainly just captured some incredible shots and a great performance by her like her she's so expressive and it's it's amazing she's a stunner is she local girl no Yes, she is a local performer. Uh, she's actually just been in Australia. She's been behind us by a few days in almost every city that we were in in Australia. I still haven't even met her. Like She was with the um, New Zealand dance uh, group who were over there doing a um, like an Australian tour. With, I don't, I just don't even know what the show was. Uh, so she's incredibly talented and always busy. Looks fantastic. Looks awesome. Yeah, yeah, stunning video. It's actually... It's, it's kind of... 
And just looking at the video, I, I kind of am drawn to this one even more than the the yeah, previous one, the Rizzled, yeah, yeah. It's quite quite artistical and, and look and cut as well. Yeah, it works better when you can hear the sound too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Also, well, subtitles. Worse when you can hear the song. Maybe you'll go, no, I hate this fucking song. So, like, I don't like this video. If we think about famous duets... Thank, oh, thank you. Cheers for that. We think about famous duos, um, Carpenters. Carpenters. Um, Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. White uh, Stripes. Y- well, what did you say before? Uh, Captain and Tennille. Yeah, Black Keys. Brothers. brothers. The Everly Brothers. What we're trying to hit upon, really, obviously, with the duo thing, are, are two... Two-piece rock groups are they the new new thing to do, George? I think honestly, it's came out of necessity. I know that Nick started it from necessity, and nowadays you're not getting the same kind of help that you used to from labels as far as tour budgets and stuff. And so you got to compete with what they're putting on tour, which is a DJ. Yeah. And so what does a DJ get? One room, yeah, one flight. And so it's very economical for the label to put put those. DJs on the road so we're the closest thing to that so we can still do one room you're just paying for an extra flight that's it and gear wise it's you know we still have to bring a lot more gear than the DJ but it's the closest thing to it so you know and it's also easier for us as far as profit there's not a lot of money to be made in royalties nowadays so you gotta streamline everything in order for you to have a longer career the key is to be able to tour as long as you possibly can and when if if, if even if the late if you have a song on the radio and the label's going to give you a tour budget when you have a 15-piece band that means you're going to be able to tour for three months and that's it for the year so it, this way you can tour for you know however long you want to because it's all profit it's just the two of us we heard a rumour, put it set us straight if you will, George, that you came to New Zealand to get away from the Black IP, so you joined Kyra Knife Fight. <laughs> that's funny. I grew up playing rock music, man, and, and that's, like, my relationship with Will was based on that. Like, I never bought a hip-hop album in my life, you know, not that I don't respect it, but that's just not what I was, you know, into. And so he wanted to use a different voice of guitar, and so he, that's where we connected. For, until that point, he, he used nothing but jazz guitar players, so I was a rock and roll guy, and that was what I brought to that band. So he, this just makes sense, although it doesn't seem that way, but for me, it just makes sense. For you, oh, sorry, oh, sorry, I was going to say, because you've, you've, you've lined up with a few quite well-known artists like Carlos Santana, Sting, just to name a few. These guys are like really, really fussy and quite... They're like the modern Steely Dan kind of. Were well, they quite choosy? How, do, how was it working with with people like that? Well, um, Sting was the pickiest, and it's funny because there's when I worked with Sting, um, I hated the song. <laughs> I really did. I absolutely hated it, and and so I changed it. Oh, good. Uh, it was me and Will, and and he asked us to remix one of the songs, and it's this song that just had like a thousand chords in it. And I was like, well, Will, I know Sting's story. The best thing to do here is just to rewrite the hook and make it simpler and make it bang and make it huge. And so at first he was like, what happened to my hook? And it was his musical director, that's his best friend, in the band that told him, Gordon, this is something you would have done when you were when you were their age. He used the Gordon words. He dropped the G-bomb. I would have got a reaction. Yeah. Who's this Gordon character then? Who's this Gordon Sumner? Yeah, no, don't stand so close um, to him. Mm. No, that's real. He actually, he actually 
sat back and listened to the the whole product, fell in love with it, and he actually invited us to his house, and I slept at Sting's house in England, and he took us to Stonehenge, and, and, you know, he just talked to us, and he was like, that was a very bold move by you guys. You rewrote a Sting song. (laughs) I was like, well, we didn't like it. Well, that was then. This is now. What what has Nick showed you around, uh, around here in New Zealand? Show me around here? Nothing. (laughs) <laughs> Nick, are you, are you a hard taskmaster? No, it's just like we got here and we're like, alright, see you in a few days yeah. <laughs> like we've, we've been in Australia for three weeks We both just wanted to lie down, yeah. I think, for a little while And, you know, besides, we've been doing press all this week too And there's, there's not much you can do, like, around here Unless you've got a lot of money or whatever What is there to do? Nick, what sort of uh, edge to the sound, the guitar sound, has George made it for the band, do you think? Well, it, it, I mean, the whole sound of it has really changed a lot. There's like, uh, you know, there's much more attention, kind of high-end, high-level attention to tone and all that kind of stuff that a lot of the guys, well, all the guys I've been able to work with just haven't had, you know, the career path to develop that kind of thing. Because, you know, they haven't been playing to 90,000 people a night or doing things that sell loads of records. So they get, they get a situation where they could spend a lot of time building this brilliant setup they want to use they're just dudes who play guitar and get by with what they've got so that's been a different change massive change in how it sounds there's just there's attention to detail in every song it's not just one guitar sound for a set which you know even even with me that needs to happen with what I'm doing because you know it's just circumstance I haven't had the money or the or the opportunity to build that kind of set where attention to detail is so focused so I'm looking forward to being able to do that with my setup as well because it's now on the one side we've got this dude over here with his million dollar setup, and then me with my kick legs held on by gaffer tape, you know, <laughs> which is what it's like in LA. So rock and roll, yeah. kinda. It's kind of annoying though, and kind of shit. But it is kind of rock and roll in some ways. I want to try and avoid all the Gordon Gordon isms and say that you guys must have some sort of synchronicity and, and chemistry going on there, George. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you we do and and if it wasn't like that we wouldn't be doing this i mean the future of this band is extremely bright and it's just you know it's just lovely to be on stage with someone that i'm like shit i'm chasing him right now or he's chasing me and it's that's it's what the name is saying we're having a knife fight on stage well they're touring you guys are touring around the country what's the future for Cora knife fight after that after new zealand we go home and we try to hit the ground running there just try to make la take notice of the band that's it we're not worried about anything else right now there's no point worrying about record deals or any of that extraneous stuff it's just play as many gigs as we can and build build some noise around us you know well, good luck with that guys thanks for talking to us um, good luck with the album Colossus uh, it's been awesome talking to you guys thank you very much thanks mate thank you nice meeting you very nice meeting you too as well we're back again I'm Wal I'm Jared um, Jared, by way of magic, is actually on speakerphone. On, uh, I've actually rung him up and just busted him and, and, and Mel at home uh, doing stuff. Doing stuff. Busted. Busted. At midnight. What were you doing? I was Skyping, actually. You had to Skype Mel. Well, not Mel. Yeah, I was Skyping Mel. Oh, she wasn't there at your house. She was on Skype. No, 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 no. no. <clears throat> She's on the other side of town. Interesting. Skype. I felt, I felt like I was a bit like Max Headroom because my picture, moving picture, was like delayed like five seconds every five seconds. 
And that's kind of weird Because I'm on the phone And you're on Skype Talking to Mal Yeah so you were talking to Mal On Skype Via my phone That's That's That's, that's kind of brain freaky um, Now Kyrie and I fight um, What did you think of Well how The interview The guys The new guitarist George uh, Their new video For their song The lovey Do- The dove one Yeah George has a heritage From Cuba As in Cuba yeah. As in Havana cigars, yeah. Um, I, you know, it would, I would, you know, it's wrong for me to say nice guys because they're a rock band. They were cool guys, hey? And did you notice yeah, that, no, um, did you notice also that, um, George's team, the Golden State, got into the finals just recently? Oh, the basketball team, yeah. Basketball? Basketball team, was it? Basketball? Yeah. People. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. Ah, that's okay, man. It was a whirlwind. Um, look, hey, listen, that was Kyra Knife Fight then. Um, what else have we got coming up soon? What are we doing as far as schmoozing and um, pimping our wares, podcast wares? Um, what do you got coming up? What have I got coming up? I'm going to a song tomorrow night. Oh, anything good? I don't know. The last thing I saw was, of course, um, it's probably out by now, I think, uh, the, you know, what was it, fan? Poltergeist. Like movie with uh, The Rock. Oh, San Andreas. Yep, yep. San Andreas. Yeah. Yep. I yep. Think it was last one, officially. Yeah, and you saw Poltergeist in you, the remake as well. Poltergeist, the remake, reboot. Poltergeist, actually, just a remake. The same film. Um, and this is the not scary version. Yeah, is there a little blonde girl as well sits in front of the TV like the original? Yeah, I think she's a brunette this time. Uh, there's a lot of ghouls and ghoulish. Sort of creepy dead people, yeah. Poltergeist, yeah. I mean, you could take your kids to that, they won't have nightmares over you. Yeah, probably seen scarier things at McDonald's, actually. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think the I think the word poltergeist is quite scarier than probably the movie. Yeah, actually, the theater I saw it in was scarier than the movie. Uh, if you've ever been to the Hollywood theater over in Avondale, which is in the western part of Auckland, the Wanderlei, yeah. The Hollywood theatre Quite a scary little place Yeah You need to hold Somebody's hand When you're sitting in there Watching a movie I believe Yeah It's probably got a same Hold <clears throat> in, in that theatre So it's up there With that other great Horror film Shit Follows It Follows It Follows Sorry Yep It Follows I'm amazed That film's getting A lot of Shoot off It's getting <laughs> People saying Oh that was cool but For me it's a bit like The Empress Coat You know I don't, I don't think it was well made song at all. I don't know if it's just me. My, I'm crusty, but I thought it wasn't scary again. That's another unscary film. It follows. It's just following us wherever it goes. These accolades and kudos galore. It felt like a 48-hour film, you know, like, um, yeah. just people walking around and it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shitty follows. Shit follows. Um, hey. following and, yeah. I tell you, one movie that didn't have any ghouls or ghosts in it was, uh, but lovely girls in it and fast cars was the Entourage movie, which unfortunately um, you got ousted out of going out of last night. You took, you took a Sheila. Yeah, and but I did I just have to mention that it was a good movie that you missed last night. I thought it was a good movie. Good. Good. Hangover. The Hangover and funnier than um, in between us. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a good blokes movie from start to finish. Just funny, just heaps of innuendos, um, heaps of guy humour, toilet humour, pretty much the same thing. 
And um, yeah, there was the UFC fighter in there, Ronda Rousey, as well. She makes an appearance as well, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Hey, one thing I did see, which, which I have to admit, it's not, not a preview or anything, but it's currently out. Yeah. What's the Royal Night Out? Oh, did you go and see that movie? You didn't even tell me. Oh, it's fantastic. I loved it. Well, now I don't feel so bad about you missing out on Entourage, yeah? Yeah, I went to see The Royal Night Out, and it was very, very good. Very entertaining. Really? Look, the, the poster looks crap. It was great. It was, it's, it's, it's obviously about um, Queen Elizabeth, who, who was just Lizzie. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Margaret, her sister, when uh, Victory Europe Day. Oh. All the... England, London is celebrating, and and the two daughters, P one, Princess one, and P two, um, are let unleashed. Hang on, is this movie actually about Princess Elizabeth and Margaret, the Queen, and the, her sister? So Elizabeth and Margaret, her sister. Is it serious film or, or, or comedy? It's it's no, well, it has comical moments. But it's a fun movie, but it's believable. It's not like silly, ridiculous, you know. Uh, it's not like a Will Ferrell type of but it's a serious movie, but it's a, it's a very happy, enjoyable movie. And I think it's a good movie for the royal family, because it puts them in a human... Um, but, it's, you know, it's irony. It's a little of irony in the film. Good, 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 good. It sounds like good. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm glad you didn't tell me that you were going there. To the movie. Yeah, well, I went to see it. Actually, it was. It was. Uh, I was very happy to to see that movie. Hey, listen. Um, what's the movie? What's the movie going to do tomorrow night, Jared? Uh, I just, I'm definitely going tomorrow night, but I, I uh, right now. <coughs> um, hey, well. Have you got your bit of paper in the back back of your pocket with the movie name on it? Um. For those of you who don't know, uh, Jared's actually home, and by way of 21st century technology, we uh, I've actually just rang him up. Just What time is it? It's now 10, 10 past 12, 10 past the midnight hour. Obviously, Jared hasn't turned into a pumpkin because he's talking to us now. Jared, are you back? I'm back. What was the movie, pray tell? The title of the movie you're about to see tomorrow night. I'm back and I'm number wiser. And because you're going to punk me because I punked you. It's called Far From... Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Drum roll. I just got to do a drum roll. Okay. Alright, it's called Far From the Madding Crowd. That's a Thomas Hardy book, isn't it? From a classic. I only went to school for like, till I was like 14 and a half, but I remember that. Yeah, 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 that's right. It's all coming back to me now. It's a, uh, it's a time piece, you know, it's a time period movie. It's a yeah, story from way back when. Oh, put, put it up there with Madame Bovary, why don't you? Jared. Wow, that bravery was depressing, wasn't it? Yep, I felt like driving through Huntley just to cheer myself up after watching that movie. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I'm joking, it was Jared. Kind of what John Cleese thinks of um, Palmerston North. I felt like the I felt like the guts ripped out of me, just like John Campbell watching yeah, that movie. Yeah, John Campbell. John Cleese, he said of Palmerston North, just to remind people that if you uh, were ever thinking about suicide, but just you were having second thoughts, just go and live in Palmerston North. That's, that's terrible advice. Terrible advice. Yeah, and that's why people in Palmerston North didn't like John Cleese for quite a while. It wasn't because of Faulty Towers, because that was pretty no. crappy, crappy as well. I was thinking about Madame Bovary, it was kind of... Yeah. Oh, so I go home and flip my wrist? No, I don't know. 
Yep. Yep. Men and Bovary, rhymes with ovary. Um, hey, listen, that's all we've got time for this time, Jared, but I'm glad to see you, you're getting your second win just after midnight. Yeah, a bit of a yak there, eh? Sorry, I don't know what I sound like uh, with this modern technology, but, um, but it's good catching up with you all. Quite unexpected. Uh, you too, bro. You too, bro. Um, very good. Um, let's keep it uh, keep it real, people. Let's keep it on the streets. And uh, until next time, it's a big kakiti anor from me. Yeah, and kakiti anor from Arthur Poncharelli. <laughs> right. Main character out of Chips California Highway Patrol, <laughs> who was doing um, <laughs> what what Dwayne Johnson, aka The Rock. A.K.A. Ray, the helicopter man. Contrarily was doing it. Eric Estrada, that is, way back in the 70s with Chips, California Highway Patrol. This is Brojack, A.K.A. Wall, closing down the podcast show. Uh, are you going to do your famous um, explosion yeah. thing, okay. countdown? Okay, so, so here we go. And <laughs> what do we do? Bye, boom. Hannah, we can't explode it because you haven't done the number of the countdown yet. Okay, three, yeah. two, two, one, one. Ba-boom. Ba-boom.